going on? It's your boy Sanchez and Cedric back on the mic with token confessions, hanging out, chilling, enjoying this very uh, chill day, calm day, rather warm. I'm dressed like it's fall because my house stays pretty cold. You know, I almost put on a light hoodie because of how cold it usually is in here. Yeah. I'm doing okay. Even well, I, I, got I, I turned the AC off during lunch when I had a lunch meeting, and I hadn't turned it back on. But I, I got to turn it back on right when you leave because things will overheat, and Word. I'm working on some projects. So, Word. But we are back on the mic, and we're going to be talking about something that's been lingering a while that, honestly, I'm kind of over it. It's a something that we've put off talking about for a while that people have been asking us to address. Yes. We're kind of late to the party. Yes. But, uh, Are we late? No. No, we're right on time. No, because right people be on they bull. They be on Big it. time. So. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about this thing called critical race theory Gosh, that we've alluded to, it. that we've tried to avoid for various reasons. Uh, but, I mean... Let's just let's just do it. I want to pull up some material and uh, some sources and some. Wow, we're jumping right in. Some things. Oh, you can you can go ahead and prep the people if you want. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I mean, we are on live. Place. I didn't warn you, but we are on live just now. We are. We give are. A little, oh, give we're a little on sneak live preview. Right now. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Yeah. What's up? There's only two of them so far. There's so. two of them, and Jen's probably one of them. So. And, and one just left, so now there's only one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he called us out. He called us out. So. Uh, yeah, so speaking of, make sure you follow us on Instagram um, and everything. So what I'm doing right now is I'm pulling up some of my, uh, some research that I've been doing on said critical race theory in the actual book. So, um, so, so critical race theory was coined and created by uh, a group of lawyers. It's a, it's a law practice to basically highlight um, the impact of uh, systemic racism and institutionalized racism. So it's a way for, uh, you know, students to be able to take this theory and to assess different court cases right. um, and, and use it as a tool to facilitate and see if we can track any patterns um, that may be impacting other cases or, or whatever. Right, case because they basically post-civil rights movement, post all of the... Legislation, bills, different things that happen, whether it be the Voting Rights Act, the Civil Rights Act, and all these other acts and movements, affirmative action, all those different kind of things, um, business institution hiring, um, equal opportunity, you know, uh, employment kind of right. procedures, right. programs, right. looking and saying, Okay, let's see what all of this legislation right. actually produced. See if right. it actually produced more equitable outcomes or less right. or the same equitable you know, uh, uh, outcomes where there's gaps and disparities between the races. Right, so it's basically a way of examining power structures. It's not all that different than... Saying, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use terms or an illustration that's not part of technically CRT, but yeah. just looking at the word critical, which is right. at its base, it's critique. Critique. So they're just critiquing yeah. the outcomes of what was supposed to be legislation right. 
Right. That brought about more racial equality and equity. Right. Which, when we talk about critiquing, hey, right. there's there's food critics. Right. There's movie critics. Right. There's book critics. Right. Where all they're doing is based upon just some foundational understandings of what, say, in food, you know, food that tastes good or a good dining experience. What are right. some of the hallmarks of that and rating, you know, how, the experience, the service, right. uh, the food, obviously, uh, with movies. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a certain understanding of what makes for a good film. Right, right. But also depending mm-hmm. on the genre. Right, right, right. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes, that's like to your point with films. Like, right, but they're, they're Rotten Tomatoes is more like uh, more like um, consumerism at its finest. Well, of which, which, yum, or, yum or yuck. Which will play a part into this whole <laughs> right. analysis of Whereas actual critics, critics movie right. critics, people who've gone to school for critiquing, they're going to learn more about how films are produced, what makes a good story. So they're taking way more things into account. So, for example, I don't go to see Fast 9 <laughs> expecting superior acting, expecting... Um, the kind of things that I might expect in what is considered an Oscar-worthy movie. Okay. Right? Fair. I just want to be entertained. Blow some stuff up. <laughs> right? Have Dom give one of his hokey, like, speeches about family. Yeah. And, 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 and him gazing off into the sunset, thinking about Lord knows what, while holding a corona. <laughs> Right. I'm not I'm not expecting anything more than that. Right. Yeah. Whereas my expectations for Judas and the Black Messiah is completely different. I'm not looking for stuff to blow up. I'm not about entertainment. I'm not looking yeah. for it to be fast paced. I'm looking for a story with superior acting. Right. Uh, the way the story is told, how they tell the story, what part of the life they're you yeah. know, focus. You guys get the idea. Yeah. 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 But. But where 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 are we going wrong in this conversation? Well, and for those of you on Facebook Live, uh, that's where you're gonna have to listen to the rest of the podcast when we <laughs> drop it. But you got a little sneak preview for got now. Got a little sneak preview. Peace out. See y'all on live. Um, but but yeah, we gotta dive into to what's happening. Like what's all the what's all the rage, right? Um, and and I think when I say like, what are we talking about? And I think that's that's intentionally stated because. We're talking about two different things when it comes to the rotten tomato critics and folks, the consumers and, and, the, and the consumer perspective and the, the folks that are not necessarily experts in this field or in the law, legal field or, or just in general. Um, folks just have, have an opinion about things without actually knowing what they're talking about or haven't had read the material. I've run into so many people that have had so such opinions uh, about CRT, and I'm like, well, where did you find that in the? What chapter did you find that in? And not to say that things can't be informed, and, and you know, and I know I don't know if you've read the book, but mm. on the flip side, but 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 you're not one of those people that are like saying stuff that aren't even consistent with the idea right. and the concept in and of itself. So let me rewind to my introduction to CRT. I'm on a Facebook thread. With some people saying some some racist. In case you don't know, Cedric is the mayor of Facebook, in my opinion. 
I, I will neither uh, 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 confirm nor deny the allegation. <laughs> but I was on Facebook on somebody else's thread, and I forget what exactly it was about, but we were having a disagreement on some things and just trying to figure out exactly where the disagreement was. It was all, it was all kosher. It was civil, right? Um, it hadn't gotten out of hand. But then somebody, I can't remember if it was the original poster, somebody else said, oh, that, that, that sounds like critical race, or that sounds like CRT, and I'm like, CRT, what's CRT? So instead of asking, I, I you Did know, asking research. in the thread, I, I went on Google. I didn't do, a re- I didn't do like, research, research. I just did a search. <laughs> yeah. What is CRT? And it came out as critical race theory. And I just said, uh, I'm unfamiliar with critical race theory. I'm just sharing my own views and opinions based upon, well, you know, and I, I reference Ibram Kendi. Well, Kendi's a critical race theorist. I'm like, dude's a historian. He's not a, right. he's not right. a critical race theorist. He's, he, he got a National Book Award for a book that was, in essence, a history book. That's all it was. Right. Um, wasn't putting forth any kind of theories, wasn't putting forth any kind of solutions, right. just demonstrating a pattern through history right. that race has been a feature of the United States of America. Right. Race and racism, white supremacy has been a feature of America for a long time. And it's so pervasive that you have people who have said and done both things that are racist and things that are anti-racist um, like throughout their lives. Right, right. So he, he gave multiple and many examples of that. But uh, and then with um, how to be anti-racist, it was just a continuation of kind of his big takeaways from doing Stan from the beginning. Right. So to be all of a sudden told that he was, I was just like, well, this is weird. But then mm-hmm. it started to pop up more and more. And of course, by the time that one dude, that one fraud uh, basically said, hey, let's rebrand what this, what CRT is and throw it around like the new socialism. And I'm, I'm not quoting him directly. I'm putting it in my own words. Right. Right. But thank you for accurately uh, sourcing. Yes. Vody, that's how it's done. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, uh, of course, also gave out the clearing call to Trump to say, you got to do something about critical race theory. Uh-huh. Next thing we knew, he made his little announcement and did the commissioning of the 1776 uh, uh, project or whatever they call uh, it. 1619. No, he didn't oh, do he, 1619. No, no. He uh, did 1776. 76. To dismantle and dismiss the sixteen nineteen, what, what Nicole people, Hannah Jones, yeah, which is what people like Bodie Bauckham does of um, in one of his presentations on his book. Uh, what's it called? Fault uh, lines. Fault lines. I was going to say, the which is a very apt. <laughs> That's what no, I was going to say. Fault lines is an apt title given what's gone on. Yeah, yeah. Especially <laughs> the fault them. lines are in the book. Yeah, literally in the book. <laughs> but his whole premise of like trying to debunk social justice and racism and all of this stuff um, in the country being found on racist principles is he doesn't consider it being founded until 70, 1776. And so if that's the case, then his whole premise is then America cannot be a racist country founded upon racism. 
But if you take the 1619 project of when slaves were brought here, then there's, he basically says, okay, that's a different conversation. But his whole premise is to focus on that as he's also trying to dismiss and dispel um, critical race theory. Now, the problem is, um, and there's an article um, that, that is surfacing, I think you, you posted it, mm-hmm. and, then, um, and the guy, um, Mick Duran, Duran or something like that, M-C-D-U-R-O-N, I believe, um, I'm citing him correctly. If not, we'll find the article. He goes through an extensive critique of Vody Bauckham's approach with CRT, which I would say is very consistent with a lot of white evangelicals, um, generally speaking. uh, Because he is a white evangelical. Because he is a white evangelical. In brown skin. In brown skin. And a lot of people are looking to him and said, you know, voices like Tony Evans um, to when it comes to CRT. Um, Tony Evans has had to come out more than once to clarify his statements. Correct. Which I, I, I need to... Again, I'm, I'm taking it in loads, and, and right now I'm trying to get through the CRT book and, and these criticisms. This dude um, over here doing his dissertation, he in deep. Yeah, I'm in deep. I'm in deep. So I'm trying not to vomit too much. <laughs> but, but basically, you know, the, the, the problem is, is in general, and the lesson I think we can learn is um, it, it starts with, a, and again, I'll give you a little insight to where I'm at with my chapter. It, w- CRT and the criticisms that we're, we're facing is like, you have to understand like this is rooted in co- cognitive bias, right? Like, like people are coming to this conversation with a mental bias already. Right. Mm-hmm. And then from that, in order to affirm that bias um, and to resist dissonance, I have to then confirm the bias that I already have. So I'm going to look for other labels uh, like CRT to disguise my hatred for anti-racism work and anti-racism in general. Right. Right. And all of this is to do what? To appease what I'm presenting as cognitive dissonance within folks. And there are different stages. And so I think what CRT has only exposed is the realities of, uh, well, the power structures not wanting to go go down with a, without a fight. And, yeah. And people not wanting to really, really pursue an equitable and just right. society. So I've quoted this quote many times, and I'm not going to pull it up right now so i'm just gonna remember it as best as i can but um i heard mark charles Mm. uh, who's an activist uh do uh, a talk at q conference in boston 2015 at the beginning of he he quoted um, aboriginal leader in canada george erasmus who said and i'm paraphrasing um where there is to be community, there needs to be a common memory. Where common memory is not shared, there cannot be, no, no community can be formed. Mm-hmm. And so it's basically saying that the reason why there's so much division, and particularly when it comes to race in America, is because we don't have a shared and common memory. Right. And all anti-racists are trying to do, or not all they're trying to do, but a big segment of anti-racists like Nicole Hannah-Jones, like Ibram X. Kendi, like Jamar Tisby, all they're trying to do is do exactly what I heard Mark Charles say he was going to do in his talk, right. which was reveal the blind spots in our common memory right. so that we could create a common memory. That way we could then have community. Right. So 
what they're really fighting against is not CRT at all. Right. What they right. are fighting against is these blind spot are these blind spots being revealed and a common memory, a more accurate memory or history being created right. and shared. Which goes back to my point of it's because you've already formed a conscious bias. In well, perspective, and it's and it's, it's and it's and it's because you've been influenced a certain way, you've been wired a certain way, you've been trained to think a certain way. Well, I mean, it, I would say that they've seen the success of it's had, and that they don't want yeah, the kind I'm, of community that's going to be formed. Through the common memory, but they want what, to what maintain incentive? the. I'm the oppressor, so what incentive? If, I, if if I'm the oppressor and it's working for me, then you, you, I mean I'm affirming what you're saying. Right, 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 right. If I'm the oppressor and it's working for me, then I have no incentive to come down to the level of the oppressed. So, but see, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's the thing. It's not about. It's not even about coming down to the oppressed. It's the oppressed coming up to me. Well, there you go. And the oppressed. Let's keep it hundred is not for the elite is not nor has it ever been only people of color correct it has also been white people on the margins in yeah. the working class yeah. so that's where the cognitive biases come in and they play to the 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 hallmarks of authoritarian leadership yeah. Yeah. confidence bias yeah. right which I about. did the sermon yeah. we did we talked about which you know give a, a lie confidently told um is 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 easier to believe than a humble truth. That's so good. Yeah. So That's then comes in the conspiracy bias which is basically another thing that says hey those of us in the position of power are actually oppressed we're the victims and we gotta we're not safe there's there's this there's this evil that's trying to get right. us or take advantage of us and we got to protect ourselves against what that is so the confidence bias the lie right is that <clears throat> that uh um these anti-racists are trying to undo america they're trying to reshape America in ways that's not going to be beneficial. But the conspiracy is, or sorry, the, I'm, I'm mixing them up. The, the lie is that CRT, they're trying to push CRT. That's the lie. Right. The, the conspiracy is that they are trying to tell, you know, tear down our society. They're, they're a bunch of socialists, Marxists who just want to ruin and destroy and upend America. So with that being said, so what do we do with the fact that historically we've seen that every movement of liberation, equality, justice, whatever the case may be, it's, it's always been met with some form of backlash. So like things like critical race theory, because in my mind, like as I read the book, I'm, you know, and, I, and again, I'm trying to I've tried to stay away from conversations and other voices so that I could purely read the text for myself. Yeah. And I, I'm just like, man, I don't. I don't think the text is intended for like 
I, I felt like it was written with tunnel vision to focus on law and, right, and but, what, it, what it was presented. But that's just it. The backlash and the rage is not against critical race theory. Right. It's not. So in some ways, like while you need to read it for your dissertation work, right. it is otherwise a waste of your time right. to actually deal with what is actually going on. Not a complete waste of your time, but a no, waste I from this standpoint that the rage is not against CRT. The rage is against the progress that has been made in the fact that last year, Black Lives Matter movement finally went over 50% approval rating in national polls. It's against the fact that you've seen this huge boom and increase in interest in voices like Jamar Tisby, like Tyler Burns, like Abram X. Kendi, like Nicole Hannah-Jones, like Ali Henney, like Corey Lee, like yeah. all these different people that we've had on our podcast and yeah. other podcasts that we listen to, Andre Henry. I mean, you can yeah. go right, all yeah. these different people who have written these books, like those books all dominated the be- the bestsellers lists yeah. for a solid like two Almost, three months, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. After George Floyd was yeah. murdered, which was on the heels of hearing about Breonna Taylor, which was on the heels of watching the video of what happened to Ahmaud Arbery. Yeah. So the backlash is a is to that. But no one's gonna sit there in their right mind with a straight face thinking that it would be embraced. Hey, we gotta do something about the fact that all of a sudden all these white people have actually become sympathetic towards yeah. the plight, yeah. current day plight of yeah. black people and seeing it within the greater context and history of race in America. Yeah. We can't allow that to we happen for people to actually become sympathetic yeah. and want to actually start joining them and becoming you know, allies and co-conspirators and being in solidarity with black people. You can't say that because yeah. what's going to happen? If you say that right away, people are going to be like, you is racist as H-E-L-L. Right. right? You is racist as hell. I don't know why I'm spelling it. Uh, right. you, but you racist. <laughs> yeah. You are like, yeah. be, you're basically proving yeah. their point. No, you got to call it something else. Yeah. But you got to call it something that people, it is so outside of the normal discourse in knowledge of people that you can define it as Anything and people will believe you. It's got a catchy name. It's easy to abbreviate. And you start talking about, well, critical race theory. But then they start grabbing from some of the random comments or voices that are on the very extremes. Right. And saying that that is what makes up critical race theory. And that's what these people. Right are basically putting into the ether and we need to stop them because they're basically, and this is what they say, which is not true. They are saying that all white people are racist, racist, that white people are, are corrupt, that, 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 um, no, um, they're on, they're quote unrighteous and, or they can't be righteous. Right. Right, Which is what voting, which was voting was saying that some of the critical race theorists were (laughs) saying, the word righteous is not in the book. Right. Not, not at all. Um, and so they're making all these accusations and because people don't know anything about critical race theory, but 
there's always been this latent fear. We've talked about it before, right? One of the oldest racist ideas is that black people are one day going to rise up and give it as good as they've gotten. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I hope y'all enjoyed that homily by Cedric. Where were you on the keys? You missed your cue. I'm going to add them in. Don't you worry. (laughs) I I was already, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, I can't play them out loud because it'll mess up the audio, but you better believe I'm going to go back in there and add it. Word, word. No, man, like that's that's spot on. That's spot on. And and I think, again, like we're just going to see these things continue to manifest and we'll see something in the next couple of years. It'll be, it won't be CRT. CRT will eventually die. It'll be the next thing, but it's all going to still deal with the same fundamental issue of, um, not, not allow, not allowing people to participate in true solidarity and, and to demonstrate sympathy, um, and, and so I, I just wonder, like, like what do what should people do with this conversation in general with CRT? Obviously, my approach is to number one disengage. Um, number two, man, pay attention to the patterns and the signs of history repeating itself. Because again, I. I'm hearing these conversations about, you know, BLM and critical race theory and the and, and, and white fragility, but I'm also knee deep in the civil rights movement. And I'm like, I don't know which freaking decade I'm in because it's, it's the same, same things, same thing. Communism, right. socialism, same thing. Black right. power, black lives, national threat to security. Sure, you want to take it yeah, all <laughs> like, the way back to post civil war, you know, Negroes and taking over the government and these carpetbaggers, yeah, you know, the that, that help them. Right, <laughs> the, 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 the Reconstruction and, and Redemption era, yeah. you know, which led straight into uh, the lynching era. Yeah. I mean, things that we've talked about, like, it, again, it's just the pattern repeating itself. But to answer your question, um, how, how, do we, how do we address it or how do we go about dealing with it? Um, you said disengage. I'm going I'm to put my preacher hat on for a minute. But when I look at Jesus sending out the 72, he said, go into the town, deliver this message, the good news. And if they receive it, stay a while. Yeah. Be welcomed into their home. Basically treat them like family. Like if they extend, you know, the, the, the hand of fellowship to you, then... By all means, embrace right. it. Right. But if they if they reject you, if they reject the message, if they tell you, you know, try to just, you know what? Turn around. Dust. Wish them well. Dust off your feet. Dust off your feet, right? Knock the, the dust off your sandals and move to the next town. Yeah. And that's been my approach is... Because it's such a diversion tactic, it's like it's, it's like the counter in bait football, and switch. It's right? The, it's the hokey doke, the right. slide of hand, again. right? Get them all, get all their momentum moving in one direction, and then like plant that foot and explode in the other direction, yeah. right? So my whole thing is, is I'm not falling for the okey doke. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just not even gonna spend a lot of time debating these folks because ultimately that what's that's what they want if we're spending yeah. more time debating them than continuing to do what we need to do to be together and have oneness with the folks who want a common memory right. so that we can have real and true community yep. then 
they've gotten what they want. Yeah, yeah. So how does this conversation, you think, play into uh, people in the uproar about CRT in the schools and stuff? Listen. Again, I, I have my thoughts of it, going, and I would, my thoughts would re- literally regurgitate what you just said. Right. Um, they on they bullshit. Yeah. Because there is not one school in America, not one K through 12 school in America, public school in particular, that is actually teaching CRT. Right. They are not teaching critical race theory. None of those scholars' work is being used as textbooks or references. Like, listen, most of the schools in the South are still teaching a history that makes, that is sympathetic towards those who literally betrayed and left the country, those traitors otherwise known as the Confederates. Yeah. You mean to tell me that schools that we can't even get to stop telling Confederate apologists history are also teaching critical race theory? We can't even get them to tell the truth about the place of the Confederacy in the Civil War. They're still teaching that slavery was good for black folks. You mean to tell me some of those schools like in Texas where they've banned critical race theory were teaching critical race theory in schools? Yeah. Yeah. Again... I've been saying a lot lately. Shout out to uh, my street leader, Emma, because I got it from her. But, yo, the math ain't mathin'. Yeah. I, bro, even heard of critical race theory. Until you were called one. Until I was called one. (laughs) And I had to go and figure out, what is this? I didn't know whether to be insulted, to be complimented, or what. I had to go look it up. Yeah. Like many of us did last year. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, Nah. Yeah. Again. But you know what it'll accomplish? It'll get them votes in the eyes of the people who have never liked any of this when black people started standing up and speaking up for their dignity. Right. Right. Didn't like any of it when Colin Kaepernick and then a whole bunch of athletes behind him started taking a knee during the national anthem. Right. The same people who don't have boo to say, right? Oh, they were all about, you know, Blue Lives Matter and, you know, support the, the police and da 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 and they have not said boo. Boo. Since January 6th about what happened. Nope. They didn't have not a nothing to say during all last week when they had testimony being given by the Capitol uh, Police officers for the hearings of the January 6th hearings. Haven't said a boo. I called them out. They still haven't said boo. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. They're not. No, nah, they're in hibernation. You know, you remember that uh, <clears throat> there was a time after the Civil War Reconstruction where a lot of particularly, you know, conservative evangelicals or Christians just went silent until, what, the 50s and 60s? That's when the moral majority and religious right formed. So they're they're just in hibernation recovering from the ass whooping. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 you better believe twenty twenty four they coming hard. Yeah, yeah, it, it's bad. Like, and again, I I, I don't I I'm, I'm intentionally talking in like the us versus them uh, language, but that's not necessarily 
That's not your view. But that's, that's not my view. view that's just the way. That's it, how they view it. That's how. It, yeah. Anybody that disagrees with them is is against them. So I'm already classified in the us. Right. Which we uh, know because we were in those circles. Right. Right. Aside from skin color or whatever, you disagree and you're out. So, right. Um, so again, with critical race theory, um, when I say disengage, like I'm more or less saying disengage with stupid people. Like I'm not gonna have. I'm not. I'm not. I'm to the point. I'm not having conversations with people. Where, where as Cedric just beautifully stated the words of Jesus, like where I just need to leave the house, dust my feet off, and keep it moving. Yeah, I'm not going to um, interact with people who are being intentionally disingenuous. And, and, and most of those people that are so outspoken about it are just downright narcissists. And and I, you're not going to rational, you're not going to reason with a narcissist. Um, uh, but but some of them are just honestly misled because well, fair. You fair, know that's the whole enough. that's the whole point behind it. Confidence. I'm sorry. I'm speaking bias. from the ones that I am citing and thinking yeah, of yeah, that yeah. I'm having to. <laughs> so I am literally talking about narcissists and, and public figures yeah. that are so, you know, enamored right. with but, this. But, but topic. they're right. We know they're frauds. Yeah. But they are convincing, <laughs> or they're causing some people to press pause. Right. And be unsure of their yeah of. Who is right and who is wrong? Yeah. Of you know, because I, I see posts where people is like, "Well, point me towards an unbiased source." I'm like, just read history. Like, go get a history text. Right. Well, I don't want someone else's opinion. They're not giving opinion. They're, they're giving, giving history. Yeah. Just look at the footnotes and the citations, and they if they're not coming from a ton of primary sources, then sure. Or. I don't know if they're just stating what happened without giving their own personal commentary. Right. Because, you know, there's some dudes to be footnoting. And as you know, again, your boy. Bodie. Bodie is under <laughs> Gave plenty of footnotes. Yeah, man. Which is why it made it easier to see that that dude is both plagiarizing and misquoting people. Right. Facts. Uh, but if you are looking at history text, the color of law and a short history of reconstruction are the two books that I would highly, highly, highly recommend yeah. you read. Yeah, um, if you're going to do Stamp from the Beginning, you might want to do audio. That bad boy's thick. Yeah, Stamp from it's the good, Beginning is dense. But uh, it's dense. So, but um, any other takes on CRT? I'm just exhausted by it. I really am. I, I'm, I'm just, like, really, really exhausted by it. it, it the, the, this is... I mean, Here's a parallel. It would be like saying, right, that the movie industry, Hollywood, is struggling not because we just had a year where most movie theaters' doors were closed due to a pandemic. Right. It would be like blaming how Hollywood is struggling on movie critics <laughs> and say it's the movie critics fault. Right. They're, they, they are the problem. Yeah. They, they just want to see Hollywood burn. Yeah. Right. And they, 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 they're, they're, they're the ones that cause this, this whole problem. Right. The movie, the movie critics ain't got nothing to do right. with it. Right, they're just, they're just critics. 
They're literally analyzing the work. It would be like saying That's so that good. food critics are the reason why so many restaurants had to close down. this yeah. year. Yeah. Say, say nothing about how, you know. I'm going to have to quote you on this one. Again, the pandemic closed a lot of restaurants right. for so long. The folks literally ran out of money and went bankrupt. Forget right. the fact that the way that for a lot of restaurant staff, either the income is not much or it's really unstable, yeah. <laughs> depending on tips, yeah. right? Yeah. So they were able to either find a job that was more stable or yeah. unemployment in the past year was actually made more money, which means yeah. they're being underpaid. Which, if the... Right? But instead, <laughs> we're going to blame the food critics, who, by the way, haven't been able to get into a restaurant either right. in all this time. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to my dissertation. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Just make sure you credit me. I will. I will. <laughs> I'll have to figure out how to cite you. Uh, oh, I can cite On this podcast, yes. Podcast. yes. Yeah, uh, man... Hey, uh, so b- before we go, uh, I do have one recommendation if you hadn't seen it on uh, Netflix. Lupin. Okay. I just watched it. You know two, I don't do a ago. ton of TV shows. Bro, it is well done. Okay. It's in French, but obviously there's... I can English. do subtitles. Yeah, it's... there's English. Well, it's in English, but its origins, I think, are in, in French. Okay. But really phenomenal uh, uh, watch on Netflix. It's been great. Um, I have been watching one TV show lately. What is that? Ted Lasso. Ah, I hadn't jumped on it yet. Dude, it, it, it takes a minute, but oh my gosh. The last five episodes of the first season, mm-hmm. I blew through those bad boys okay. real quick. Okay. It's just it's just really good. It's really heartwarming. Okay. Um, but it's hilarious, Ted too. Lasso. Maybe it's partly because... Married into a British family, I get a lot of the the humor humor or just some of the things culturally that Ted is just oblivious to. So Yeah. And last but not least, Manifest. It killed. I know. I I already did Lost. I'm good. I know. Yeah. I hadn't seen Lost, so I got to get on that. So, All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Hope you all enjoyed these recommendations and our opinions about CRT. Uh, Make sure you follow us on Instagram and all of that jazz. Word. We'll catch y'all soon.